0: Hello and welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah and I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 429 and uh, we're going to be recapping the 2023 Game Awards, which happened just a few days ago when we're recording this. Obviously, it'll be a week out from once uh, you guys start to hear it. But, uh, you know, it's always interesting to talk about it. Plus, we did our little betting game and I'm sure you want to know the results of that. But before we get into that, I want to introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? i've been better yourself <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. that's what you get for going up to a physical party okay <laughs> i know
1: i know and i even got like my flu shot and a COVID booster before but i guess some bug that was not covered got me mm.
0: yeah yeah it happens it's it's going to happen this holiday season it's gonna yeah. be like wash your hands as much as you can um yeah it's a cat and leah show tonight um, so yeah, it should be good. I'm excited. Let's get through some housekeeping before we do our little crew check in. I want to find out about that holiday party cat went to. Um, <laughs> I'd like to remind you that if you like this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designedbyhumans.com/shop/girls-on-games. Or maybe you'd like to give us a tip. Maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our kofi. That's ko dot com slash girls on Games, so Kat, you had the uh, Ubisoft holiday party last week.
1: Yeah, the Ubisoft Montreal. Uh, the theme was um a carnival. Nice. So I so they had games where you could mm-hmm. win stuffed animals, like the classics, like throwing balls and hoops, at those water guns to fill yes. a gauge. Yes, but they had like a full size, fully functional merry-go-round.
0: I think I saw some videos of that or photos yeah. of that. It's like
1: they, they posted some photo like on their official account. I have some videos like on my Instagram, but uh, that thing went too fast for a party where people were drinking. <laughs> um, I'm happy I did it like early in the night before there was a big lineup and before I had any drinks in me. Mm. Uh, I showed up at opening because I was like, I don't have a lot of Uh, Energy and a lot of time for me at this party. Like, I'm not going to close the place. So I figured Mm -hmm. I'd show up early, get the sights before there's, like, 2,000 people in the place, um, Mm -hmm. and then fuck off whenever I'm done. That's pretty much what I did. I left. It was, like, 11. So I stayed, like, a good three hours. Um, I I, I left after I basically... Because they give you a reusable drinking glass. Okay. So, uh, you know, you give tickets to get alcohol... Unlimited alcohol-free drinks, of course, and you use the same glass. Basically, there's like water stations, and you can refill it. Um, And around eleven, I dropped it on the floor, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go. go." I think that's my sign. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Um, and it's in a big skate park, so that's why there's like a merry-go-round indoors. Uh, And cool uh,
0: idea, though. Yeah, it
1: is a cool idea.
0: Because how many people are there usually when they have this party?
1: Um. Like, when I was really bopping, I want to say, like, around, like, 2,000 people. Yeah. 1, wow.
0: two
1: thousand, two thousand five hundred. to 2,500. Wow. Um, Ubisoft Montreal is, like, between 3,000 and 4,000 people, like, give or take. But, like, mm-hmm. I would say, like, half, not half of these people show the party. And this year, a lot of people decided to skip um, just because a lot... Of, a, blue season. Um, yes. And B with the strikes going on in schools.
0: Oh, yeah. Still going
1: on in high schools and um, elementary schools. I think a lot of parents are just, like, stuck at home with the kids and burnt out anyway, or, like, used up all of their uh, all of their babysitting during the workday so they didn't have, like, people to
0: for, mm. for the night
1: or the evening. I get that. I, I felt it wasn't as packed as last year, mm. um, but that may be my impression it's also like the setup was different um, and you know the configuration was different but it was fun I'm happy I went I always spend a lot of time talking to friends that work on other projects Mm -hmm. uh, my old colleagues um, and then I spent the end of the night just like kind of like chilling with some uh, for honor peeps Um, I left early enough that I missed all the group photos but it doesn't matter I don't have that kind of FOMO um, and uh, yeah because there was like my uh, my colleague Dan who's been working full time from home because of the strikes because uh, he has to be he's the only one that can be a stay at home parent and work from home like his girlfriend has a job that she can't work from home so
0: mm-hmm.
1: hadn't seen him in like two months because of my injury and the fact that he's been stuck at home so oh
0: yeah ah! <laughs> caught up
1: uh, yeah you know holiday party gonna holiday party i never drink a lot honestly uh i get one one drink i think i got two drinks that night last night,
0: night. when was it friday night friday night okay yeah so the game awards were done i yeah next yeah. Day. okay yeah Were game awards on a thursday it's on a thursday yeah because jingle ball was on friday yeah on my yeah team.
1: So that's pretty much it, and then I spent the whole weekend recuperating, and as you can hear from my voice, this is not my voice being used up from screaming, I am sick. Mm-hmm. Straight up sick, I took a half day off work today because afternoon came and could not think mm-hmm. I could not make a video game, so uh, <laughs> I sat on the couch and watched tiktoks and trashy youtubes on my phone nothing wrong afternoon. with
0: it <laughs> nothing wrong with it some that, days it's just the mental capacity is just shot and when a cold hits yeah it's ten and that, worse.
1: that being said because i i was able to catch up on some youtubing um that video for from h bomber guy i know why he has bob in his username like did you see it about the plagiarism on youtube no, where he exposed YouTubers, he exposed one video from Internet Historian that was verbatim copied from an article, a written article. Um, he exposed Illuminati for like basically just rehashing uh, documentaries and passing them as their own videos. Uh, he exposed James Summerton, which oh was my like, god,
0: send me that link, put it in the show notes. I didn't watch this, I didn't know this existed. It is
1: three hours long. Like, that is
0: fine. I, I'm. Hey, look. I will get into games. I'm playing uh uh, um, Coral, Coral Island. Is that what it's called? Holy yeah. crap! Why am I f- forgetting now? Yeah, Coral Island. I'm playing that now. Why, why does that sound weird to me? Do you ever have words that like you look at it and you see it and look, so, but as soon as you say it, you're like, that's not right. I think I'm just tired. I think it's just the end of the year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but no I, uh, I I need something I've got it all set up now that I can put stuff on my TV because it's hooked into my gaming PC now too so uh, so yeah no I need something to watch while I'm you know yeah and um, last
1: last year he brought he he had a video on a two hour video on Roblox which I also didn't have the I don't know the guts I guess or the patience to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll definitely be watching it if I'm spending a lot of time just kind of like past that on the couch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Um, he, fucking, he, his first story about plagiarism is actually that dude from IGN that used to do Nintendo reviews. And oh, he yeah, that the,
0: story they came up. Yeah, the
1: Dead Yuck. Cell review. He yeah. starts with this whole story. Yeah. Um, and then goes into Illuminati, and then goes into eternity. Etern- Historian. And then the last half of the video is basically destroying James Summerton.
0: Wow. Okay, yeah, I need to watch that.
1: And if you were a fan or a loyal person who watched all of James Summerton, he has at the end of the video, uh H Bomber Guy has other content creators that make uh think pieces and video essays on queer culture, um, that they didn't fucking copy. Mm. that they actually wrote and produced themselves so basically Mm. if somebody puts out about like one hour long video essay constantly every week easily without missing a beat you gotta think like what the fuck
0: yeah i mean my crew do a podcast every week it's only 15 minutes and they do deep research and all this kind of stuff and we're pulling up stuff from the archives it's called encore the story the 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 stories behind the songs you love and uh the amount of research that they have to do is two guys doing it along with their the rest of the work too um for 15 minutes for 15 minutes you know and they're there it's uh, it's music we know too right it's all the stuff that we grew up on and uh, yeah the amount of work so like putting together an hour unless he's got a team working with him does buddy have a team
1: no? James Summerton's doll. He had a co writer yeah. that he threw under the bus. Uh, but no, no, he basically pieced, he would find articles and piece them together and pass it off as, as his own.
0: Because mm. like, it's I, one I, thing to take references and all that kind of stuff. That's what they teach you in school to do your, no, to do uh, research no. and reference and all that. But the plagiarism is a whole other can of worms. It's basically, it starts,
1: I liked it because it starts with the Dead Cell thing, and I was like, I know this story because mm-hmm. video games. Uh huh. Um, and every time he goes to a next example, he moves on from YouTuber to YouTuber. It just gets progressively worse. Ooh. And I was just like, so now I'm like, who else I've been watching that's just been doing this like basically finding a a, like a new yorker article pasting it with something from the washington post finding an npr think piece and and frankenstein shining a video together saying i'm smart and i did this and then having a very successful and lucrative youtube channel and patreon i'm like what the fuck
0: well there's a i'm i follow a lot of drag race youtubers and there was this one um youtuber that had It was a cartoon character with this Mm -hmm. really nasally high pitched voice that would do like listicle videos about Mm -hmm. like the top craziest moments in drag race history. Or like like watch moji but like but the thing is is that they would like people proved that they would like rip off other YouTubers and stuff and uh, it was one of those companies that just like has these youtube channels that pays people to like voice stuff and whatever because like the one of the guys that was getting plagiarized um, oh, my God. Is it Drag tea Served, I think? I, I don't remember off the top of my head, and and, and I'm going to have to look it up. But uh, he ended up interviewing the guy who was the voice, and the voice guy was like, yo, <laughs> we didn't know until I started putting pieces together. And then I was like, ooh, because he was just hired. He was a hired gun, right? Just to voice these things, right? Yeah. And uh, But yeah, it's in Taurus for, for, especially listicles, you know what I mean? On the internet, on YouTube, yeah, uh, to go and, and, and steal stuff. And, you know, like... It's a research tool, folks. Not a you got you got to put your own spin on it. Criticism. Yeah, you got you know, to comment, curate. Like, I remember yeah, when we research. used to
1: write blogs, like proper blogs for girls on games, like first mm-hmm. on and out, like on our website, and we kind of stopped yeah. to focus on the podcast. But like when we used to create listicles, like yeah, when you Google like your idea, mm-hmm. you find under listicles, but mm-hmm. not all those. Like we never copy pasted a full list. Like, it's just like inspiration, whatnot. But, like, we were curating something, and, you know, like, you get to a listicle. I'm like, yeah, one of these things fits in my list, but, like, the other, like, six, seven don't fit because, Mm -hmm. like, we're North American, we're in Canada, or Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a very specific theme. Maybe it's like, I'm looking at, like, generic. Like, maybe this list is video game generic. I'm looking specifically for, like, Stardew Valley shit, so you know Mm -hmm. it's easy to not fucking copy somebody like honestly like but it's really
0: easy to copy and attempt to pass it off on your own but the problem is the internet is the internet and nothing ever goes away
1: no uh, and it's like you know it's easy to make a list of like oh five gaming youtubers I like you just link to youtubers you like Yeah. you watch yourself if you don't consume the content why are you making the content and it's like it's clearly that people are just doing it for like Fame and cash grabs and mm. whatnot. And then you realize a lot of these people are just like mm. narcissistic psychopaths. Like it's mm. crazy. Anyway, um, highly Tingen. recommend this video. <laughs> highly recommend. Like watch it on 2X okay, if you I will. have to. I will.
0: I will. No, I don't mind. I actually like having long form content to consume, um, especially with the subway rides. And especially if you don't necessarily need to watch the video because I will listen to it as I walk. Um, this one you might want to watch. Okay. Because,
1: especially for, like, the Illuminati spot, like, he talks about her video on Fire Festival, and she basically okay. re-edited the Fire Festival Netflix documentary. Oh, okay. Like, she's just screen recording the thing. Jeez. Put a filter on it to, like, so that the YouTube algorithm doesn't find it. Mm. And then pass it as her, like, referencing or quoting. Um, some stuff you'll
0: have to, to
1: look okay. at. but I'll check that out. I it's, check it out. Uh, anyway, it was the uh, bomb that dropped, like, I don't know, just before the Game Awards. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, I caught up on it because okay. I ass. Hmm.
0: Yeah, we had our uh, holiday party last week, uh, but uh, it is dry, and it is not uh, run by the company. Uh, We do the iHeartRadio annual holiday bake-off, which is essentially me and my team and us inviting some of the promo and the music people and all that kind of stuff, um, to have a bake-off. So we had eight people bake sweets, and then we had eight judges, and I was Switzerland and brought the drinks, and uh, yeah, we all ended up with a sugar high afterwards. Uh
1: guys what, what was the what dessert we had that won for
0: lunch. um they there's multiple awards there's no okay. participation award but there's multiple awards like uh uh dessert that looked the most Christmassy. dessert that take the best dessert tastes the best the d- dessert with the best name the dessert um that uh looked like a professional maid or whatever my colleague yeah. Jess decorated a cake that was delicious but it looked like a uh living room scene with like a uh fireplace with fire in it and a christmas tree and it had an on-air sign and a big iheart logo and the stockings wow. and everything oh yeah it was so good i'll send you the picture afterwards in slack oh. i was so impressed with it um i had to send it to the americans because i was like this is too darn good <laughs> 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 and uh my colleague Teresa, her uh, her um, note was my cakes usually look more rustic <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I'm a it, rustic kind of
1: girl. Like, the look ain't there, but it tastes.
0: Oh, yeah, it tastes good. Yeah, no, there was, so, there was some really good food there. So, uh, so yeah, I and mean, we went out and had, like, some drinks and stuff afterwards, but it was just ourselves. But, uh, yeah, there's, like, a bunch of holiday festivities happening this week, too, at different things that I've, I'm going to. So, uh, yeah, it is the season, right? Like, yeah. this week is, is going to be a weird week because there's not much... Like we've got a lot of our stuff already set up and good to go for programming wise. It's just the tail ends of it, and uh, and yeah. And then next week, Monday's my last day really working. So
1: then it's I got off f-
0: until twenty twenty four. Yeah, I got
1: a full like two weeks counting this week, mm. uh, but then I'm off for two full weeks because I That's took nice. some time off like early January. Smart. Um, so working till the twenty second, not coming back till January eighth. Oh no! Nice. So I do have like a. Some stuff. I still have to close a few things before I go on vacation. Mm. Um, and Thursday is not going to be the day I do that because that's our team party. Like, before mm. that, that was like the studio party. Just our team. We do a, a potluck. Okay. And an afternoon of activities. Fun. Um, stations to play games, board games. How big is your team? In Montreal, we are about... 100? Uh, 120? 100, I want to say. Oh, wow. Say. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Right. Which is, by by the way, most of the For Honor team. Okay. Because I think overseas we have maybe another 100 split between China and India.
0: Okay. That's a lot. Okay, when you said your team, I didn't realize it was that big. My team is yeah. not that big. <laughs> I
1: mean, we're small for like a AAA production true, true. team. True,
0: true. Yeah
1: we're pretty small. Mm -hmm. Like, when you look at the amount of people that work on games like Overwatch, Valorant, um, even in-house like Rainbow Six, like, we're probably, like, a quarter to a fifth of those teams, to Mm. be honest. Like, uh, So, but yeah. uh, But that's, like... I don't think everybody is going to be at the potluck. Again, Mm -hmm. if the teachers are still striking. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm bringing... uh, lemon shortbread cookies
0: oh delicious delicious not Catherine's fudge
1: oh my my truffles i haven't made oh, in a hot minute oh my yeah. god
0: Kat, they are so delicious
1: i i know but they're like a
0: lot um, yeah i get the,
1: it <laughs> the, good, the good thing with shortbread is i can control the allergens
0: that's your, yeah that is the hardest part when you're doing these like team activities yeah. is thinking about all the different allergies everybody has yeah well,
1: it's like sourcing the chocolate to make the, the truffles can be like hit or miss mm-hmm. um so i kind of like went with something that's like because it's not a lot of ingredients like to make mm. truffles it's like cream butter chocolate you just got to melt it you just got to temper it it's like you've got to control the chocolate to make them and then you roll them in cocoa it's mm-hmm. like i don't make my own chocolate homemade so sometimes i'm like got a lot of co-workers with like allergies and limitations so i think it was just easier this year to make shortbread because it's basically most of it is butter and sugar and enough flour to hold it together yeah that's, that's true that's true it's so easy i just added lemon for flavor so um and they're good palate cleansers because mm-hmm. i saw the list of like what other people are bringing and i'm like its Pally cleanser <laughs>
0: yeah. um cat i think this is going to be the last day talking about uh the fantasy critic league yeah, because um last games game came released out. so in the podcast catherine is the winter winner with 185.62 points I came in second with 153.45 points. Simon came in third, 123.86 points. And Joelle came in fourth at 123.27. It was so tight between her and Simon. Seriously. It
1: it was tight between the two of you for a while, and then you just, like, blast past her.
0: Yeah. I don't know what did it for me. Um,
1: There's Cocoon...
0: Mm, yeah, Cocoon did one. SteamWorld Build brought me some extra... It, I think it's just, like, small wins. Like yeah. like a dragon and, and things like that that just, yeah, like, you, you gave got me like, a little extra. You got,
1: like, constant, like,
0: mm-hmm. wins.
1: Like, you got between, like, on average, like, I guess nine, we could say, I had, per game. I had
0: Alan Wake, too. That was 19 yeah. points. That was my biggest one. And then Diablo 4 was 18 points. And, so, yeah, that was my biggest
1: Yeah, one. and Joel had, like, a lot of... Unfortunately, misses with like Golem, payday three, yeah, Call of Duty, and Metroid um,
0: Prime not coming out. Yeah,
1: so yeah. like yep. she
0: she had bangers,
1: but she also had like a few face plants. Mm-hmm. So as in for you, it was just like constant down the middles. So, I yeah, guess that's that, why you passed that her.
0: Golem game. Really, woof, woof, woof Yeah, that is a uh, critic killer. That one. <laughs> Um, yeah. On the community side, same thing. Wrap it up now. There's nothing else coming in. So uh, let's see. I want to make sure these are in actual order. Yes, uh, Jarth Stradius came in first place, 145.66 points. Uh, Pat IRR Gamer came in uh, second, 121.1. Alban came in third, 100.65. Phoenix came in fourth, 100 or sorry, 97.57 i'm fifth woo i came in fifth 75.48 joelle in six (laughs) 69.08 69 and then tim with 23.57 and simon with 23.54 but do we really count tim and simon they gave up (laughs) they did they gave up but hey i'm looking forward to uh doing this again, so we will... I'll look... During the holiday break, I'll look around and see what the best day is for us to do the community one, and mm-hmm. then we'll uh, kind of figure out how to handle the uh, the podcast one in the podcast. Because I was talking to um, Darth aka Coil, um, about it, and he mentioned something about now they're adding in betting for, like, not just games, but almost also, like, um, events and, oh. and it, like like the game awards or summer game fest or you know press conferences and so i'm curious to see what that's all about i tried to read up on it but i couldn't find anything like i even joined their discord for a bit to see if there was something i could read on it but uh i'll dig into it more over the course of uh over the holiday break but it's gonna be interesting if that's a new thing we can add to the mix to say who we think is gonna have a press conference and if you have to bet like on one or something. I don't know. I don't know how that could work. I don't know how that could work.
1: We'll see. We'll see if and if it's ready in time for yeah. the next round.
0: Well, they're already. Um, you can already do twenty twenty four. They started. It opened up um, as of the day after the game awards. That's when they essentially closed it down for twenty twenty three. All right, um, Catherine. You been playing any games?
1: Um, I not a lot just because of being busy and then that busy making me sick. Uh, But I did, like I said last week, switch the language in Assassin's Creed Mirage to Arabic. Mm -hmm. And honestly, moving forward, if the audio is available in the local language or where my shit is set, that's what I'm doing. Honestly. Um, It's good? Yeah. And it's it's essentially the same cast. Oh, really? Because they all hired, like, Arabic yeah. like, you know, like Egyptian, Leban- Lebanese
0: hmm. or Iraqi and
1: Iranian, like a, they have an Arabic cast even in the English um, so they basically like, they. I think they mo-capped in English um, mm-hmm. but then they re-recorded in Arabic and honestly it's fine like it's the only thing is, uh, the other day my cat was being a dick and i in front of the TV so I can read my subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) Dimitri! ooh, goblin. Anyway, um, like I said, it kind of like reset my brain, and I don't feel so bad about some of the uneven Mm -hmm. acting with like Mm -hmm. some of the NPCs. Mm -hmm. Um, and because it's the same cast for like the people that were good, like the main cast, like Roshan and Basim, and they're still good. They're still good. It's the same actors. So nice. Now I'm just now I'm kind of half forgetting playing Ghost at Sushi in English and not in Japanese.
0: Oh well, anyway. you live and you learn.
1: I mean, and it's forcing me to not look at my phone during. Oh
0: yeah, true. Very I do true. that.
1: I do that way too fucking much. Like yeah, i get terrible. distracted.
0: Oh yeah, like my attention uh, span time is so easily like wrecked yeah. by the fact that like something is taking a while and I'm like check my phone like I actually find that's why I find it hard to start games now too it's just cuz I'm like cuz I got to learn it and I got to sit there and I got to pay attention man I wouldn't want to be in school right now um <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh I finished Super Mario RPG ooh which I really enjoyed very very good remake um very faithful but with positive updates. Mm-hmm. Uh I have two grapes and I forgot this from the first time I played it cuz obviously that was eons ago. Um but all of a sudden in the game it gives you some puzzles that kind of come out of nowhere. Like not like Sea of Stars when they kind of put the puzzles in there. They're more like they make sense, I guess you could say. So like they're part they kind of, of the environment. And they're part of the and environment and the whatever. Story. All of a sudden, Super Mario RPG throws you puzzles and I'm like, and other things, and I'm just like, what the frig? And, and were so these in the original game? Yeah, they're in the original game. Okay. But I couldn't remember, I didn't remember this. Or maybe I was just, I don't know, there was this one spot where you're in like a sand area, and there are like three sand, oh, like whirlpools, like sand traps. Mm-hmm. you're supposed to go down the one with the dude jumping out of it the ant or whatever you would call it and i was doing it and i was doing it and i was doing it i was never ever getting to the end it took me two hours i kept looking it up i was like what in god's name am i doing wrong it made me so mad i had no idea what was going on like i it was infuriating but i knew i wasn't going down the wrong one i kept i kept restarting it and like moving back to save point I, getting out of that area and going back. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? So that frustrated the living bejesus out of me. But is another one where, like, if you don't catch the mouse telling you what to do, if you don't read that real quick, you're lost. Right? There's no way of going back. And I don't remember back in the day we would go and find a walkthrough for Super Mario RPG, either.
1: Just talk to your friends of somebody who actually figured it out. Exactly.
0: and And then at the very end of the game... Very close to the end. There's this section where you have six doors. Two of the doors lead to puzzles. Two of the doors lead to combat sequences. And two of the doors lead to platforming. And you have to complete at least four of them to move on. The puzzles are all based on stuff that you're playing throughout the game. So I hope to God you were paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a counting one with barrels. And I was like, ugh. And if you failed, you got, like, fired right back out and you had to do it all over again. I was like, oh, my God. The platforming ones. I can't do platforming in isometric games. My oh, sticks yeah, go that's up, so bad. down, left, right. And then it's the, the depth perception is effed. So I said, screw it to all the platforming ones. I said, forget it. Um, and then the combat ones. I just went and powered through because my characters were leveled up so much because I was just, like constantly in that sand trap trying to kill those ants because they kept running into them. Um, But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a fantastic remake of a game that has now two pain points left in it that just frustrate me. Other people probably think that it's fine, but I just couldn't understand why all of a sudden at the very end of the game this is what they're sending you through and they're forcing you to do these things that I'm like, but I haven't done any of this the rest of the game. There was never any other point. The only time well, I remember was the puzzle with the, uh, with the uh, the tadpoles, and that wasn't hard. Like not hard at all. So,
1: a B- bit of old weird game one. old, eh?
0: Oh, a-, a little bit of old game old, and trying to be trying to be witty, and then the end of the game after that point was just murder everything in your path, which I was totally fine with. I had swept the floor with everybody. Um, and then I started Coral Island and Catherine if you are looking for a wholesome game um, it's here it's on PC it's on Game Pass on your Xbox um, it is Stardew Valley on crack supercharged
1: I, I saw like a a few like trailers but also like a few TikToks about it and I yeah. was just like wow
0: like yeah, that that's
1: going on my to play for like probably the holidays
0: it is beautiful okay Absolutely gorgeous. Everything that you know from Stardew Valley is kind of in there, remixed. Plus, there's a whole... There's a whole, like, earth thing kind of going on. Because the problem is, is people aren't coming to this island because something happened. And there's, like, oil and stuff. So there's this whole underwater area. So you have, like, the caves. You have, like, your farming. You have, like, all that. The love interest. All that kind of stuff. But then there's this whole underwater part where you're trying to clean up the bay. Um, in the ocean, from all this garbage and trash, and get the I guess black goo out of there or whatever. And like that, underwater, Wally. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's really cute. Um, and I'm addicted already. This is really cool. That like I was like I really hope this works because. After spending many hours in my back office while I'm working, I often don't want to stay back here and play video games in the evening because it's just like cabin fever. So my save works on my Xbox and then coming back to my PC and back again. And I love that. I
1: absolutely adore that as well.
0: Yeah. Like, honestly. It's so awesome to be able to do that and go back and forth. So, like, this evening, though I'm in here recording podcasts right now, Mike's out racing with his guys and that he's, you know, occupying that TV. I can play here at lunchtime. I went out and played on the couch for a little bit tomorrow night. When he races, I can play back in here. and My progress follows me and I freaking love it.
1: <laughs> Obviously, like, like cross save is.
0: Oh, my God. It is. is cross phenomenal. progression
1: or whatever it's called.
0: But yeah, I want it need, everywhere. You need to play this game. You're going to be addicted. It's almost like, it's nice because it's like, you you know the tropes because we've played so many farm sims over the years. But this one just adds a little bit of extra flavor to it. And like, it's just so beautiful too. It's such a pretty game. And the characters, it, you're going to have a hard time figuring out who you want to romance. Because there's just too many good looking characters there.
1: I saw the list that I was just like, are you kidding me? All there's of them like- are Bay.
0: There's at least like 20 or something you can ro- romance. That's just uh, people who are, you know, and then there's like other people who are married or kids or whatever, or other creatures. I met some mer people today. So, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you need to play this.
1: Definitely going oh. on my list.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's take a walk down memory card lane each week. The team, aka Catherine, today. We'll have to guess a historical game that would have released during the time of this episode's airing. Asterix, December is hard. So, I'm using the entire month. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> we will start with this release day, then I'll give hints about the game uh, for Catherine to attempt to guess what it is. Well, let me open my other dock where I have it. So, Catherine, this game released on December 11th, 2009.
1: Oh, 2009. We're in the PS3. Mm-hmm.
0: Xbox
1: 360 era. Mm-hmm. Yes, please.
0: It's a puzzle game.
1: Puzzle game. Portal?
0: Nope.
1: Puzzle game from that era.
0: I know. Thinking way back now, too. Ah. You want another hint? Yes, please. I'm going to throw you for a loop now. It was initially developed for iOS devices. It came to many more platforms later.
1: (laughs) Is this Candy Crush? Nope. What did I play back then? There's Cut the Rope.
0: Oh my god, Cut the Rope.
1: Bejeweled.
0: Oh yeah, now it's neither of those.
1: Where's with Friends. Farmville.
0: Oh my god, Farmville.
1: First for iOS. Puzzle game first for iOS. Wow, I I have a feeling like this is like on the tip of my tongue. But at the same time, I didn't have an Apple device in two thousand and nine. That's true. Uh,
0: do you want another one? Okay. The initial release featured only twenty one levels. I don't know if that helps you at all. That doesn't (laughs) I can give you the next one. Yes, please. The original characters are named Red, Chuck, Bomb, Matilda, the Blues, and Terence. Oh, it's uh Fuck Angry Birds. Yeah, it's Angry Birds. Ooh.
1: <laughs> oh man, like I forgot that game exists.
0: Well, and I'm, like, hunting through this stuff, and I was like... Because what happens in December, usually, okay? Asterisks for the people behind the scenes of me trying to make this. What Mm. happens in December is, like, usually it's, like, reissues for other platforms. So I'll be like, ooh, I'll pick this. Like, I kept seeing Far Cry 3, and I was like, I'll pick Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3 came in November, but then got re-released on later consoles or, like... Yeah, yeah. uh, The, the, the... Oh, what is the Wii U or something like that, right? So that kept throwing me off. But, like, Angry Birds is one of the ones that I actually found that, like, initially, its very first iteration came out in December. Um... Other, uh, uh, tips, uh, or factoids I had on it was, uh, it is one of the most successful mobile games of all time, getting widespread popularity due to its addictive gameplay and simple mechanics. The success of this game led to extensive merchandising, including toys, clothing, and even an animated series. Didn't it have a movie too? Yes. I'm pretty sure yes. it had a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there have been many sequels and spinoffs, including, uh, Seasons, Rio, and Space, And this game has significant impact on the gaming industry, demonstrating the power of mobile gaming. Can you believe that people didn't believe in mobile gaming before then? Look where we are now!
1: Yeah, and like, right now, I think Rovio's a bit struggling. um, Mm. Because they kind of like, coasted on that. But I I think we talked about, like, during a podcast this year, about how they re-released classic... Uh, Angry Birds.
0: Mm, Something like that, yeah.
1: Uh, You know, like for a base price, ads free, no microtransaction, anything. Um, And they removed it from the store because it was so successful. It was cannibalizing their like quote-unquote live game Angry Bird Mm. that had microtransactions in it. And I was just like, this is very telling. Very telling about A, you as a company, but also B, like, about mobile gaming about how like what studios do versus what actual players want
0: yeah and it's just crazy to think about like at that time like there weren't many mobile games and now look it's a whole category in the game awards with like once like some of the games listed were not like i'd never heard of before and like the mobile market is crazy and you go over another country countries, like japan and stuff and most people are playing on mobile devices it's only here we're like oh that's like the the snack attack kind of uh area where you get your gaming but a lot of places it is the main one where people are like, playing
1: like genshin impact and league of legends mobile, yeah mobile games mostly mostly yeah mostly yeah
0: like. truth speaking of that since there's a category for it we're gonna talk about the game awards that happened a few days ago we'll get into that right after this break hey we're back and we're gonna talk about the game awards 2023 edition just happened a few days ago um a week from when you guys are hearing this um i'm sure there's been lots of repercussions because it was an eventful show for many reasons um. Before we get into some stats, the award recap and fa- and all that kind of stuff, uh and then talk about the announcements. Kat, did you get to watch the full show?
1: I did not, and I'm happy I didn't. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I usually do like um rewatch on 2x or watch YouTubers or whatnot, but just like the commentary I was seeing from the Discord channels
0: mm-hmm. that I'm
1: in, I was like, I don't even want to tune in. This is a, a bit of a disaster. I feel like.
0: Yeah, it was... um, It was odd. Because though this has been a fabulous year in the release of games, the content we're getting, it is a terrible year for the industry. And we all know that this... Uh, The Game Awards now kind of like is put video gaming on this pedestal. It's supposed to be the Oscars version of, you know, the awards and how we give accolades to video games. Um, But in order to make that happen and to order to draw eyeballs, you need to have someone foot the bill. And there needs to be announcements. So people want to watch something that the Oscars and the Grammys don't have. They just have the stars. In uh, the Oscars, and then uh, for the Grammys, there's performances and stuff that'll pull people in. Conveniently, yeah, those have been doing as good the past few years.
1: <laughs> but also, like those are like broadcasted, so there and is like yeah,
0: they're there is advertisement.
1: Yeah, advertisement pays for
0: it in the slot in those slots. So we can talk about it in numbers. So stream charts um, put together a uh, wrap up report of like how many views and all that kind of stuff um so they had 3.6 million concurrent viewers uh, across all platforms there was 13.3 million hours watched the average viewers are 3.1 viewers and total channels that were broadcasting it was 1187 that's something that's very different from a lot of the other uh you know, big award shows and stuff. Um, which, you know, that's that's a lot when you think about how much it's being broadcast across Twitch, YouTube, Stream.TV, TikTok, Kick, Neighbor Sports, Africa TV. Um, and it was broadcasted in almost 30 different languages with fans from around the world tuning in to various watch parties. Um, so yeah, uh, if you go back and look at the... Uh, Peak viewers from, you know, this year and previous years. So it was 3.6 million this year. Last year was 3.4. Year before that, 3.1. Uh, 2021 was 2.1. 1.8 in 2019. And uh, I don't know if 2018 is accurate because it has only 144,000. It had to have been more than that. But then again, maybe it wasn't. Maybe that was the beginning of it all. Um, airtime for each of them. Uh this year they full air time. So that's pre-show running right up until four hours and 20, 25 minutes. Four hours and twenty-five minutes.
1: Way too fucking long. Last
0: year was three hours and fifty minutes. The year before that, twenty twenty was four hours. Twenty twenty-one was three hours and thirty minutes. Twenty nineteen was four hours and twenty minutes, and then twenty eighteen was four hours and ten minutes. That's half half a work
1: day. That's way too long. Yeah,
0: yeah. When you look at the, all the showcases that went across this year Mm -hmm. um game awards was the top at 3.6 million in peak viewers playstation showcase 2023 had 2.6 almost 2.7 million the nintendo direct from february or is that august 2nd i never know when it's written that way no, it was the eighth of February twenty twenty three. They had two point six million. The Nintendo Direct that happened in June had two point four million. And the Xbox Game Showcase and Starfield Direct had two point four million, just under just under that. So 2. But they're also
1: all like half to a quarter of the length.
0: Exactly. Which I, is that's uh, why I love
1: like Nintendo Direct because they're just like, hey, you want games, 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 games? Mm-hmm. let's see some games 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 and then yeah they're, yeah fucking love that
0: some more numbers and this is one of the reasons uh i think that a lot of issue was brought up for the game awards in general if you were there to watch and to hear about new games and to see teasers and all that kind of stuff it was the game awards for you if you were there to hear award speeches and celebrate the awards this was not the event for you um Haley elise underscore Haley. Haley Elise on uh, X slash Twitter um, did a breakdown of the time spent. So, uh, she wrote, because I'm bored and have nothing better to do with myself, I broke down exactly how the game awards uh, approximately three hour runtime was allocated. Winner speeches, 10 minutes. Musical numbers, 13.5 minutes. Award presenters, so these are the people going up and talking like Anthony Mackie or Simu Liu, 26.5 minutes, other presenters 42.5 minutes, trailer/ads 1 hour and 28 minutes. God, that's why the show is so fucking
1: long, yeah, but like notes- 10 minutes of winner speeches mm-hmm. like this show ran for 4 hours and 30 minutes? Yeah. And out of those f- like Yeah. not even like 10% is dedicated to winner speeches? Mhm. Oh my god, like <sighs> I get that we have to pay for this fucking thing, but, like, there must be a balance between um, paying for the thing and showing what you advertise, which is an award show. Well,
0: that's that's the thing. Um, And considering what a rough year it has been in the industry with the layoffs. And, I mean, geez, today we heard of another studio closing, like... Overnight.
1: Oh, yeah. The scammers from the yeah, days whatever that after or days gone. A day oh, later my... or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fnatic. They're gone. But...
0: So after all of that, plus everything that's going on in uh, uh, the world right now, um, folks kind of expected it to be more uh, driven by celebrating the people that make the games. When it seems like that, why it wasn't to the point where a lot of there was very few awards actually presented on stage. When yeah. they were presented on stage, people went up and uh, accepted their awards. Where they had a time limit because of what happened last year, um, and they were they had out like a wrap it up sign like like thirty seconds into talking, um, and a lot of award winners uh, like I would have loved to have seen sabotage on stage. They were mm-hmm. there in the audience um, and uh, they were part of the the one where he would just like ref off a whole bunch of you would know, do four or five awards at a time and just talk them through real quick. They would say all the nominees and who the winner is and that, move on to the next one. Um, during the show, there was obviously lots of complaints online. I mean, we are the internet. Uh, but uh, December 8th, when was that? That would have been Friday. Yeah, Friday. Uh, Jeff tweeted out, By the way, I do agree that the music was played too fast for award winners this year, and I asked our team to relax that rule as the show went on. While no one was actually cut off, it's something to address going forward. So he knows. I think he's obviously hearing, because the Discord right now is that everybody's mad that like it was essentially just a presentation with ads um yeah. uh, like a like a direct or whatever it was it was uh, <laughs> summer games fest but we are supposed to be Wait. celebrating oh yeah. uh, gamers are uh, not gamers uh uh the industry and it you know had a hard time doing that yeah um, it's
1: like i'm i'm sorry but like i agree with so many people and within like the game dev industry like I'm starting to see why Jeff doesn't have that great of a reputation. Um because in the end he's just doing a show for himself. <laughs> Let's Make be money. honest. Yeah. Make money and for his own ego to be on stage. Like at this point, why is there like is there a reason for Jeff to get this much airtime? Mm. Like is he that interesting of a person? No. Is he that yeah. talented of a presenter? Not even. Like uh, anyway and he and if he's gonna stay like at the forefront of this event he's gonna have to take the brunt of the criticism because like he likes yeah, to true. pretend like it's his event and he's doing all of this then it's your fault it was shitty I'm sorry like mm-hmm. well, I I mean, he, he's the time- one that masterminds
0: all of it right
1: yeah like you know um, I remember like his tweet a few years back where he was like I got like Uh, Phil Spencer and uh, Fissimi, and I forget who the guy was for PlayStation, but, like, basically, he got, like, Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation together to cooperate. Like, it was, like, a big thing. Like, the console wars is not something that's invented by, um, fans and gamers, where in reality, yeah, they're in competition for business, but they don't actually hate each other, like... (laughs) Mm. i don't know um he doesn't sit well with me and this year i'm just like i whatever little faith i had in jeff um i lost it
0: mm. well let's talk about some of the game award winners um we can run through them real quick uh game of the year went to baldur's gate three which you know i think a lot of people anticipated game direction went to alan wake two best narrative alan wake two Best art direction, Alan Wake Two. Alan Wake Two cleaned up. They and uh, and Baldur's Gate. Like, yeah, I saw.
1: I'm really actually surprised it. that Spider Man Two didn't win anything.
0: You know, they've never won a game award. I was listening to a kind of funny thing today. Yeah. They've never won one. Yeah, it, uh, not uh, not Spider Man, but uh, uh, Insomnia. Insomniac. Yeah. yeah. Um, best score went to Final Fantasy 16. Best audio went to Hi-Fi Rush. Best performance, Neil Newbon. Baldur's Gate 3. Games for Impact went to Chia. Best Ongoing Game went to Cyberpunk 2077. Best Indie Game went to Sea of Stars. That's the one that I wanted to see on stage. Because like, I- when you're an indie studio, when are you going to get the opportunity to do that? Uh,
1: never, apparently.
0: Yeah, never. Uh, best Debut Indie Game went to Cocoon. Best Mobile Game went to Honkai Star Rail. Best community support on Baldur's Gate 3. Best ARVR went to Resident Evil Village. Innovation and accessibility went to Forza Motorsport. Best action game, Armored Core 6. Best action adventure game, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of Kingdom. Only thing they won. Best RPG went to Baldur's Gate 3. Best fighting game, Street Fighter 6. Best family game, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Best Sports Racing went to Forza Motorsport. Best Sim Strategy went to Pikmin 4. Best Multiplayer Game went to Baldur's Gate 3. Content Creator of the Year went to Iron Mouse. Best Esports Athlete went to Lee Faker sang here, I think I'm saying that right. I'm not sure. Best Esports Coach went to Christine Potter-Chi. Best Esports Event went to League of Legends World Championships. Best Esports Game went to Valorant. Best esports team, uh, JD Gaming, and most anticipated game with a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Best adaptation, Last of Us. Player's choice, Ballersgate Three, and that's all the awards. So yeah, um, the the big story here was definitely Ballersgate. And Alan Wake, yeah, took everything basically. Um, Here's the kingdom got one out of it, considering how great that game was, which is crazy. I feel like in our
1: predictions, we predicted they would win more.
0: We did. We yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can prove that and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man not winning anything, um, essentially getting locked out, uh, considering how good it was, it's just uh, it's just kind of way the cookie crumbles. and I think Alan Wake 2 just came out at the exact right time. If that had come out early in the year, I don't know if that would have happened. Like, if that and Tears of the Kingdom had switched spots, maybe it'd be different. But I don't know. A lot of people liked Alan Wake, too. A lot of people liked it. Um, Then there was a whole slew of announcements. I'm not going to go through absolutely everything, but Catherine, was there anything that you you were kind of interested by after watching or reading any recap uh, articles about it?
1: I was pleasantly surprised. With the Blade game announcement.
0: Yeah. And by
1: Arcane Studio, the ones yeah. that did, like, Deathloop and, um, what was it called, Dishonored? Shit like that. Like, I am curious. Like, that came out of nowhere for me.
0: They're I'm doing just, third person, too, which is different yeah. for them. They're usually a first-person shooter, kind of, or sneaky, yeah. sneaky. Yeah, um, usually,
1: but... Uh, I can see why they might want to go third person for that kind of game. You want to mm-hmm. see, you want to see Blade.
0: Mm-hmm. That it's gonna be cool. Uh, anything else that you saw that intrigued you?
1: No, from what I remember, there was like a lot of JRPGs and smaller games, but it was like so much thrown at me that mm. I forgot most of it. I'm gonna be honest.
0: I'm sure Simon's gonna be excited for Monster Hunter Wilds. Um, we've got. Hideo Kojima, who came out with uh, Jordan Peele, um, and announced OD, yeah, free God of War Ragnarok DLC coming out this uh, this week. It says next week here, but it's actually going to be out uh, tomorrow. It is today the tenth through the eleventh? Today is the eleventh, right? Yeah, yeah. Lord. It's out tomorrow, which is crazy. Um, let's see what else was really interesting to me. uh Uh, how this is something that like after seeing the dude from no man's sky from hello games coming out on stage and promising the world he came out and did it again showing off his new game uh light no fire which looks really interesting but i'm gonna hold you know hold on to, you know, like they have to deliver something that's going to work. Um,
1: yeah, because le- they delivered on what they said for No Man's Sky. They just never told when or yeah. how long after release they would deliver it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a, fever- a fever dream that I won't believe it until I see it. Uh, Skull and Bones has a release date, February 16th, 2024. I'll believe that when I see it. Um, Let's see. This one was really interesting. It's called No Rest for the Wicked. It's from the developers of Ori. uh, Moon Studios. And that looks... like It looks freaking gorgeous. Um, Yeah. So it's a A Diablo-like ARPG. That I'm pretty intrigued by. When I saw that, I was like, ooh, I'm into that. That looks pretty. Um, Let me see. Where's the other one that I wanted to talk about? Oh yeah, visions of mana. Yeah, visions of mana. Is that like based on secrets of mana? Yeah, it's Square Enix revealed the future of the Mana series with Visions of Mana. Visions of Mana is a brand new game in the Mana series, set to release on PS5, PS4, Series X and S, and PC next year. uh We got a trailer for Hellblade: Senua's Saga, and then a performance, which was pretty awesome. Um, what else is interesting? This one's really cool and a little asterisk. My, uh, my colleague in the US, her husband, works on this game. Um, it's called Tales of uh, Kinzera Zhao. It's coming April 23rd, 2024. It looks really, really awesome. Um, it's a 2D side-scroller. Uh, the developer is Surgeon Studios. And, uh, yeah, the CEO... Abu Baker Selim came out on the game and said it t- it's actually uh, about tackling the grieving process. Oh. Yeah. So that's neat. Uh, Pallia is coming to Nintendo Switch next week, which I'm intrigued by because I couldn't play it on my old PC. So I'm really curious to see how it looks on Switch. <laughs> and then there was like a really spooky trailer it turned out to be Outlast Trials. And I was like, holy smokes. Oh yeah, that game! <laughs> yeah um, let's see what else there's like so many things, like I said, they had like an hour of like teasers and stuff um so much that like it's hard to it's hard to wrap your head around all of it, yeah, uh, it gets
1: too much real quick.
0: Yeah, we got to see more Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. I'm still not sold on that. Uh, t- 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 I'm just scrolling through everything. Yeah, that's about it that really interests me. I'm sure there's going to be something else. Like, I'll see another trailer later, and I'll be like, oh, that was awesome. Uh, but yeah, that was all the big stuff that I was really intrigued by. Um, We did do our betting game predictions, whatever you want to call it, with that Google form. And I do have the results now. Wait. But first, before uh, I get into that, I want to give you a few stats. So we had 17 people complete this. Uh, only Joelle, out of everyone, got the best narrative game right, Alan Wake too. She's wow. the only one that voted for that, or wow. that thought it was going to win. <laughs> Almost everyone voted Baldur's Gate 3 as the best RPG, except for one person. And they picked uh, Sea of Stars. I mean, Um,
1: good second guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. And no one, not one of us got content creator creator of the year, Iron Mouse. Not one of us. We didn't know them. We just, I think we all picked like a name. I know. I know. Okay, hold on. I just want to freeze this row. Is that possible even? All right, I'll just have to scroll back and forth. So, out of the podcast crew. And the podcast crew, I count. Simon, Kat, Marcel, who joined us, Joelle, and myself. Uh, The winner was Simon. Wow. He had 14 points. Wow. I did the crappiest. I had 10. Uh, Marcel got 13. And Kat and Joelle tied at 12.
1: Uh, This was a close race, though.
0: Very close race. But the winner of all of us took it away. Pat laundry must have had on his like his cap his his all foretelling seeing hat of knowing all. He got 22, right? Holy crap.
1: Two. That's his revenge after- for coming second in the fantasy league.
0: I guess so. Um we had some other people who were close. There was two two people had 19, one person at 18 um yeah so and then there's a, a whole bunch in between but yeah uh i wasn't the worst <laughs> <laughs> i will own that <laughs> uh but yeah pat knows his shit or at least knows how he was pondering his orb
1: think. and saw yep. through the future
0: he's he has his crystal ball and uh pat i think you need to go and get a lottery card that <laughs> yep. lottery ticket. But yeah, it was just really funny going through this and like you know, most people Cat, you and Joelle and I were the only ones who didn't get Game of the Year. Everybody said Baldur's Gate 3 except for the three of us. I yeah, I, all, I, yeah. I,
1: I didn't want to believe. I yeah. I I thought like
0: I it was, was being away.
1: I wanted Baldur's Gate 3 to win, but I figured it wouldn't win because it was too mm. 2D&D of a game to win but turns out I forgot the power of having a good dating sim
0: <laughs> well the other thing too is, is the combo of like how this is voted upon too right yeah, yeah. like how this is tallied and this is the you know the gaming media community at large and everybody was talking about that game so it yeah, makes sense
1: Because I, I don't sense. know it was like between that and um Tears of the Kingdom Mm-hmm. And both games have reasons to be, like, they're both, like, mass market, but they're also, like, niche in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, So I didn't... Re- I, I thought uh, Tears of the Kingdom would take it because it's more, like, an established franchise. Mm-hmm. Not that Baldur's Gate and D&D isn't, but, like, more in mm-hmm. the TTRPG than in the actual CRPG world, right? So yeah. I was... I didn't believe it, and when I saw that they won like six things, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Not that they don't deserve it. I just wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting yeah. the love to be there for this game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy yeah. it's there. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. And honestly, Neil winning voice actor mm-hmm. um, for Esterian, God, like I didn't even see all of the story arc of that character, but like I'm, I'm seeing a lot of like snippets through like TikTok and YouTube and whatnot and like there is a depth to this character and he brought it like I'm Mm -hmm. well deserved honestly well deserved Mm. Um, as far as I'm concerned that dude is a Asterion yeah
0: and with that it wraps up another game awards for another year it's going to be interesting to see where they take it from here considering all of the uh, criticism good and bad uh, I hope that Jeff we, has received yeah I hope next year we get an actual award show that's all I'm mm-hmm. gonna say mm-hmm. and that also means uh worked on this episode kat wow um <laughs> show notes uh for you le- listening this is our second to last episode of the year we will be doing one more our annual party game night um which we'll be recording next week which should come out just before uh Christmas and then we're gonna take a little bit of a break and come back with our end of year kind of wrap up gives us all some time to play some more games because so much came out this year. Um, and then also, like I mentioned, we'll get planned for another fantasy critic and all that jazz. So, uh, so yeah. Um, with that, uh, I implore you to go check out the show notes on GirlsOnGames.ca for links to the stories mentioned in this episode, including all the follow up and bring them a roll. And hopefully, Catherine will put in that link to that uh, YouTube video she was talking about.
1: If, if it's not already all over your, your feed when you open my yeah, you know
0: I don't know. I might, I find that the YouTube algorithm has been a little wonky lately. Like I'm getting a lot of like hyper focus, what I want to watch, but not necessarily what everybody else is watching. And I watched an interesting game theory about it, or I guess it's technically film theory, um, on their channel talking about how the algorithm is kind of different now. Uh, I'm not getting served like the most popular videos, which is interesting. Um, if you have the power to rate and review a podcast in the platform where you're consuming this content uh, please do so it does help us it helps us push us up in the rankings Uh, makes discoverability for this podcast easier and uh, if you leave comments we go and check them out and helps us build their show so much appreciated if you could do that uh, this is also the moment where I give the crew which is just Catherine this evening uh, a chance to shout out her social media handle so you can follow her anywhere and everywhere online Catherine where can people find you?
1: I am C-S-D-S-B-A-N-S-C-S-D-B-A the on X, Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky Threads, but I like to shitpost in the Girls on Games Discord.
0: And I am Leah Ju, our most social media platforms, but of course you want to know everything there is to know about girls on games. You can track us down at the Girls on Games on Twitter slash X and Facebook. Just Girls on Games on Instagram and Threads. Discord.me slash girls on games for that uh Discord channel where you can come chat with us and we'll be hanging out there all throughout the holiday season. Uh, But of course, if you want to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is our website, girlslinegames.ca. Thank you, Kat, for uh, hanging out with me this evening. I know you're feeling under the weather, so mucho gracias. Um, And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, talking next week and now we need to go plan all of our our fun party night games for the podcast.
1: But first a nap. But first a nap.
0: Okay. (laughs) Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.